This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House Global Insure Tech Series. My name is Nick Hoadley, and each week I'm going to be interviewing a leading insure tech executive to find out more about the technology opportunities that are there for the insurance industry, whether that's for brokers, carriers, or direct to policyholders. And I'll also be looking at and exploring the different career opportunities available for people from within the insurance industry. So please join me each week as we learn more and we discover what advice they have for insurance leaders looking to make that move into an insure tech or a startup business. Today, I'm joined by Benjamin Miller, who's the Chief of Staff at Ladder Insurance. Welcome to the show, Benjamin. Thank you. Good to see you again. It's great to have you on the show today, Benjamin. Really looking forward to hearing your insights today. So let's jump straight in, if I may. Who is Benjamin Miller? What is Ladder Insurance? (laughs) And what is your go-to coffee of choice in the morning? Sure. Well, go-to coffee of choice, for me, it's Pete's, which is big here in the Bay Area. My background, I joined Ladder back in 2019 from management consulting background. And at the time, I knew knew four things about insurance. I knew, one, it's a massive industry, especially on the life side. It's over $700 in the U.S. alone. I knew that it's an industry that has not done a great job making fans of its customers. The NPS, especially on the life side in the United States, it's about 26. That's there with cellular providers. It's there with utilities. I knew that it's fragmented. You look on the life side, again, the United States, there's no one player with more than 10% of the market. And I knew that it had, from a technological standpoint, it had not moved forward as quickly as some of the other financial services related industries. Put all that together, it's almost a textbook case of what type of an industry startups will thrive in. And when I had a a couple of friends and mentors introduce me to the latter founders, and I got to hear both how creatively they think about this industry, and also how thoughtful they've been about the culture they're building at this company, it was was a no-brainer to join this team. Joined back in 2019, originally sat with the data science team here and then became Jamie, our CEO's chief of staff, back at this past August. As chief of staff, it's a couple of different types of of things that I do, both some things that fall in between groups here at Ladder, so think kind of cross-functional processes, KPIs, that type of work, and also things that fall in the office of the CEO, things like fundraising, board of directors, that type of thing. Awesome. Thanks for that, Benjamin. I think it's interesting there that after those four things that you knew about insurance, you obviously saw opportunity there. Could you tell us a little bit more about about that process? I think a lot of our listeners are um, extensive insurance careers straight out of school or straight out of university. What was it like for you to join the insurance industry, albeit for a for a tech company? Sure. So ladder is first and foremost, a technology company, a technology company in the life insurance space. 
life insurance as an industry, it's incredibly complicated, as I'm sure all your listeners know. From a regulatory perspective, a compliance perspective, a risk perspective, there are all of these elements that make it a very, both a very difficult industry to to try and penetrate, and also a very valuable one if you're able to do it correctly. What Ladder is trying to do is redeem life insurance for the digital consumer. Think about the way life insurance is bought in the United, especially in the US today, which is our market. 90% of policies are sold through agents. The agent is typically going to be a male in their 50s. They come speak to a family, oftentimes new parents. They will explain the benefits of this product, help them fill out the application. That's sent to an underwriter. The underwriter may request lab results, may request fluids. Someone may come to your house to draw blood. The whole thing can take weeks or even months. It is not a process that's very similar to the way people like to handle the rest of their financial lives, which is oftentimes digital, it's fast, it's convenient. And that's what we're trying to do in life insurance. So instead of weeks or months, instead of a human agent, Ladder will let you go onto our website and you can fill out our application in five minutes. Our AI will evaluate your answers and will offer you a policy instantly. So five minutes and instant offer compared to weeks or months through a traditional process. And how does that, sorry, I'm just to jump in there, Benjamin, I know a lot of our listeners will, will find that incredible speed. I'm sure some of the traditional players will, might feel, well, is that customer going to be covered for everything that they need for if, if you can do things so so quickly? So what's the comparison you see there with compared with the traditional method in terms of coverage and accuracy of policy? It's a, it's a great question and something that we we take a lot of pride in. We offer a very wide range of coverage options, everything from $100,000 to $8 million in the United States, which covers pretty much the entire term life market. Yeah. We're 100% digital, up to $3 million. So up to $3 million of coverage, you can do it all online. Getting above $3 million to take that type of risk, sometimes we may need physical evidence, but up to $3 million which again, vast majority of the United States term life market, 100% digital. We're able to do that by A, we built our own tech stack from the ground up. So everything is optimized for AI, it's optimized for APIs, and we use a lot more data. If you think about the traditional method, you have a human agent come to your, uh, a human agent come to your home, fill out this form, that's gonna give you 30 or 40 data points that are all sent to the underwriter. With Ladder, because you're filling this out digitally, we're able to collect a ton more data and ask a bunch more reflexive questions. So depending on your answer to question A, we're going to ask you a different question B, C, D. We're also going to, because we have built this all ourselves, we have integrated the acquisition and the underwriting data pipelines. So if you come to Ladder from a Facebook ad or from a Google ad or through one of our distribution partners, that actually, that information uh, is relevant from an underwriting perspective. And we're able to use that to make much more granular risk decisions and actually outperform industry standards on risk. When we're writing these policies, right, up to $8 million, you have to be responsible on the risk. Yeah, This is not an industry where you can move fast and break things because if you, because you're taking huge amounts of risk for really long periods of time. Exactly. And we want to make sure that we're responsible on that, both for our own growth and so that we can make sure that we're doing right by our customers. We're meeting our regulatory obligations and all of that. And so when we think about how we build our technology, we think of 
the process and the customer experience and the risk side as two sides of the same coin. And the kind of holy grail for life insurance startups is to create the smoothest possible customer experience while getting the information you need to be responsible on risk. Absolutely. Absolutely. It sounds like an incredibly smart operation, both from a speed perspective, but also from an accuracy and efficiency <laughs> point of view. So We're that's trying. fantastic. Benjamin, if you could give us a bit of a snapshot, where, where is the business at the moment in terms of size? I think you mentioned earlier that, that it's that it's US only at present. Where, where, where's the business at the moment and what are you looking to achieve? Sure. Business is good. It is a a great time to be a direct-to-consumer life insurer. We grew about four and a half X last year. We're seeing similar high rates of growth this year. We don't disclose our, our actual customer revenue numbers, but that type of growth is, is obviously very exciting to us. When we think about what we're trying to do now and over the next couple of years, it is A, always getting smarter on risk, mm. always moving forward again, that two sides of the same coin, being able to be responsible on the risk while making the customer experience faster, simpler, more delightful. That's always there. We're also focusing a lot on distribution. If you think about when people buy life insurance, it's typically after a major life event. You have your first children, you get a mortgage, that type of thing. We want to be wherever consumers are during those moments in their life from a financial perspective. Mm -hmm. So if you are getting a mortgage through an online mortgage provider, we want to be there. Mm -hmm. If you are using one of the many resources available online for new parents, we want to be there. And so we've built and are continuing to build out more and more functionality into our APIs so that it is a seamless integration with these partners and we can be there for these customers when they need us. And I suppose your potential market for growth will only be accelerated when the mortgage companies, when the banks, when some of the ancillary product, when they start going more and more online, then there's going to be more opportunity for you to then place the life insurance right when they need that need. I was just going to say from the partner's perspective, in addition to obviously the revenue you get from partnering with someone like Ladder and, and selling this additional product, one of the things we're most proud of is our high customer retention. People stick with Ladder for a really long time. We're selling these policies. Our average policy length is about 20 years. And if you think about customer retention, we're retaining give or take 94% of customers in the first year. And that number only goes up over time. Mm -hmm. It's still in the give or take 86% after three years. That is industry leading. And if you think about from a, cost, from a partner perspective, you can think of life insurance almost as persistency glue. You can think of it as a way to keep customers, uh, keep that relationship going for a really long period of time, especially for lower persistency products. Really, really interesting. How do you see the insurance market? I know you're in the, the life insurance market, so you can keep it focused on that sector. How, how do you see the market changing over the next five years? And how does Ladder see itself as positioning itself to be successful in those times? It's such a good question and such an interesting question. This industry is so complicated. And there's so, there's so much going on that it's a really exciting time to be part of this type of team, a team that is small, that moves fast. We ship code 10, type, 10 times a day. And so we want to be on the cutting edge of where the industry is going. In the United States today, about 90% of policies are sold through the agent channel. And that makes sense for a lot of folks. Agents do a great job explaining a product that can be complicated 
explaining a choice that can be frankly intimidating to a lot of consumers. Do I need $100,000 of coverage or $500,000 of coverage? Do I need 10 years or 30 years? These are things that people know are important, but they might not know how to approach. And so having an agent that you trust and that you can work with is very valuable for a lot of people. Is it always going to be 90% of the market? Probably not. And when we think about where the industry is going, again, agents aren't going anywhere. This is something that a lot of people mean. But for the new generation of people who are buying homes, people who are having children, a lot of them want to be able to take care of life insurance, make sure their family's protected, do that quickly and simply and move on. Mm -hmm. And so Ladder wants to be there and provide that option for people who want to protect their family in that way. And so we want to continue building out our own capabilities, continue scaling to be there for those people. We want to continue building out our partnerships to be where these people are in terms of a financial management perspective at this key moment of their life. Absolutely. I think it's an interesting point you make there about how people's buying process, I suppose, is changing and, and will change. You know, with with the internet these days, you can get so much information on there and you can do a lot of due diligence and research yourself that probably wasn't there 20, 25 years ago. You had to rely on that expertise and that advice from a oh, yeah. face-to-face interaction with a, with another human being. But there is so much you can do and it, it's there all times of the day. You know, you can sort it out in the evening, first thing in the morning, you don't have to wait around for for an appointment at a convenient time. So uh, yeah, I, I, I completely see that and I, I can see where things are going. Yeah. Leads us nicely on, Benjamin, to the espresso round as the questions All are right. short, sharp and straight to the point. The espresso round. Benjamin, what percentage of your current staff there are from an insurance background compared to, to non-insurance? It's a, it's a good question. I don't know the exact percentage off the top of my head, but we try very hard to bring together both industry expertise and Silicon Valley and technical experience. Mm. One of the things that sets Ladder apart, and frankly, one of the fun things about working here, is that about half our employees are engineers or data scientists. Mm. That is not the case at any sort of large insurance carrier because it, it can't be, right? For us, our culture is very much a Silicon Valley culture. It is build, it is ship, it is constantly testing. We need to combine that with a deep understanding of the industry. And so a lot of our hires, especially at the more senior level, come in with that understanding. They're creative, innovative thinkers from the insurance industry who are who come to this type of startup and you can operate without any, any sort of technical debt. You operate in a structure that doesn't have layers of approval because you just can't. No. We're give or take 85 people. We're going fast. I don't know what the number will be by the time this airs. But as of today, give or take 85 people, you can't have layers and layers of 85 people. It's just not enough room. It has to be flat. And so you're able to move quickly. You're able to test things out. And to do that and to do that well, especially in this environment, takes a lot of expertise and deep understanding of the industry. And how does the team, how does the team sort of work together? So I know, obviously, typically with a lot of startups, there's a lot, a lot of opportunity to wear lots of different hats and get involved in lots of oh yeah different things. Do you have your do you have your tech team, your your engineers, your coders, your your tech guys sitting together working on everything on the back end, and then your your insurance guys, your your underwriters, your actuaries on one side, or are people quite integrated together then? It ha- it has to be integrated. The team is just too small to do it any other way. And so if you're operating at this size, everybody can know everybody. Yeah. There's that high level of trust. There's that fast frequency of communication. And if you want to build things quickly, you need to do it that way. 
And so that's another another thing that makes it pretty fun to work in this type of place. What personalities would you say are best suited to work in an environment like yours? It's another it's another good question. I would say a couple things come to mind, especially when I think of the like the latter founders, for example. These are people who think very, very creatively about this industry that's been around for a really long time. And the industry has innovated over the course of its history. But now with the things you can do with modern technology, with modern data, that pace of innovation only speeds up. And to be able to look at the industry and say, hey, just because things have been done a certain way for a really long time, that doesn't mean that's the way they're going to be tomorrow. That's the type of mindset we're trying to bring, uh, especially with the new people that we're bringing onto the team. What sort of opportunities can you provide to high-performing talent? If anybody's now considering an opportunity, considering move like the idea of what you guys are doing there, what's the opportunities that you can provide to a high performer? Yeah, I think you see, have you you seen the movie Inception, right? Yeah, I was I was on a flight and I, I watched this movie recently. Yeah, and during like the opening parts of that movie when they're building these these enormous worlds in these yeah. dreams the leonardo dicaprio's character sells it on that vision of you being able to create from almost a blank canvas and build things without limit life insurance it's obviously it's an industry you have to be very careful in be very deliberate be very thoughtful from a risk perspective from a regulatory perspective but working as part of an 85 person team that moves very quickly that grows very quickly that has zero technical debt that has an operating cadence that's optimized for speed it takes away a lot of limit and if you want to if you think creatively about this industry if you have a vision for where this industry can go that's what we're able to build here and that's what we're trying to do benjamin one of the best answers certainly that i've, <laughs> I've heard to that question and I didn't know where you were going there. We started off about inception. I thought we were about <laughs> falling off the back of a chair or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that, what uh, what sticks in your head after yeah. these late night flights. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's brilliant. Thank you so much for that. Flipping things, the alternative side of the coin, when you are recruiting people from the insurance industry for, for roles where you do want some insurance expertise, what do you see as the biggest skills gap or experience missing so i imagine that can be quite frustrating sometimes in, in that interview process it's another good question first i'd say that we've been very lucky in the candidates we've brought in been able to bring in from the industry we've brought in some people who are very who fit right in with this type of culture who are innovative who want to move fast who want to build things and have made a huge impact from day one at this company I would say I'm I'm hesitant to speak to recruiting in a broad brush because the way that process works for an engineer or a data scientist looks different than how it works on the underwriting side. And that's different from how it works on the marketing side or the business development side. I would say that in general, the way that our culture and operating cadence work is going to be different than any kind of 10,000 person company, whether you're coming from Facebook or whether you're coming from an like. Yeah. Northwestern Mutual and familiarizing yourself with how that works mm. and how one drives leverage throughout this type of system versus that type of system. That's an adjustment. It's an adjustment that people make very quickly. Mm. And frankly, that we see a lot of excitement. Like when we we brought in a couple, a couple of new folks on our underwriting staff recently. And to hear them talk about like, oh my gosh, things are moving so quickly here. We're able to 
people have ideas on Monday and it's in the code base on Tuesday. That's, it's exciting. It's fun to be a part of, but I would say that's one major difference. So the the biggest mindset change is more moving from a large corporate business mm-hmm. rather than moving from the insurance industry per se. I think I think that's really interesting. The right. industry is the same. Uh, it's uh, what customers want is the same. The risk elements are the same. The regulatory elements are the same. And so that it's combining that expertise mm-hmm. with a different type of culture. Absolutely, we certainly see that in the executives that we place into insure tech companies time is is so exciting they're also running running on coffee running on adrenaline <laughs> for those first few weeks as 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 they're getting up to speed with the, the the pace of play there but i think it's very exciting and it's certainly it's certainly what a lot of executives and people within the insurance industry are looking for speaking of that benjamin if there, if there are any executives or leaders out there from the insurance industry looking to move to tech company a tech startup like yours what preparation do you think they should be doing in order to make it a successful switch it's another good question i would say depending on what type of background you're coming from obviously there are a million the insurance industry it's a really broad ecosystem and even within a life carrier there are going to be a billion different types of executives and things that you've seen with ladder we integrate the whole stack we handle everything from acquisition to underwriting to policy admin and because the team's so small, like you said, you have to wear a lot of hats. And so being able to think in that type of holistic way, especially from a long-term strategy point of view, really important. Understanding the way that a, a smaller startup culture is going to work and how that can be different from a larger incumbent, that is also really important. That being said, t- people tend to, to ramp up really quickly and start providing leverage very quickly. And so we've been, we've been excited and lucky to see that. Benjamin, uh, we've almost reached the end of our time in the insurance coffee house today. Before we go, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners and how would they go about contacting you or reaching out to you after the show? Well, I'm not I'm not a hard guy to reach. Shoot me an email. I am ben at ladderlife.com. Check out our website, Ladder Life. In terms of advice, I would say that one of the lessons that is reinforced for me daily here at Ladder is that, again, the way that things have been done for a long time is not necessarily the way they're going to be done tomorrow. And if you can be part of a team that has a mission, that's building a product that you believe in, that's trying to protect families, and that you can do that with people you really like and people you really admire with technology that's on the cutting edge, it's just really fun. It makes waking up and going to work exciting. And so that is that is a lesson that's reinforced for me every day here. That is certainly some sage advice. And I know every conversation, <laughs> every dealing that I've had with you, you've had a broad smile on your face. So I know you're certainly enjoying it there, Benjamin. So that's great to see. Well, I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate the the chance to to speak with you about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today. Really great to hear your advice and your thoughts on the industry and it's really interesting to hear what ladder insurance is doing there and and the opportunities that you have so thank you very much for your time today thank you to all our listeners out there whether you're insure tech leaders insurance leaders wherever you're listening across the world thank you for listening today we really do appreciate it and we hope you've learned a lot from what benjamin's had to discuss today if you do enjoy the show as ever please download and subscribe to the show so that you get each one of our following episodes into your app each week 
Till next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. Take You've care. been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.